You're listening to the One Word Podcast, an outreach ministry of Christ Nations Church. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of the One Word Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Iron Petrie, along with my wife. Hi. And uh, we're so thankful to uh, have you on with us once again, listening to the podcast. As we say all the time, we're thankful for those of you who have been following us, downloading these podcasts, and even sharing them with family and friends. We aim to be an encouraging voice and a voice of victory and a voice of faith into your life uh, with the Word of God. We realize that we're living in some unique times. We realize that we're dealing with unique situations and issues. Seemingly, every day in the news, there's something else that brings a tremendous opportunity for fear and for anxiety. But I want you to know that you can trust and rest in the promise of the living God because it is sure and it is true. And uh, we're just so thankful to be able to bring that to you once again on this particular episode. And this is going to be an awesome episode as well because we're going to be talking about the rest of God and entering into his rest. Because a lot of times we don't understand that there is a rest for the child of God that it's not just all fighting, even no. though the scripture tells us we have to fight the good fight of faith. But the good fight of faith, it's, it's good. <laughs> right? the, word is the, good. the key word is good. The key adjective is that it's good. And we're talking about a fight in which Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the captain of our salvation, hallelujah, has already won the victory for us. And we get to be more than conquerors because of what he has done. Amen. And we get to benefit from his, his champion, uh, chip over the enemy, if you would, his winning over the death, hell, and the grave, and over sin and death. And so we're going to be talking about the rest of God here today, and we want you to hear with, with spiritual ears. We want you to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you, because we feel like these uh, messages are very apropos for the child of God today, dealing with so many different things going on in the culture and so many things going on in our country and the world it's important to point the people of God back to the promise of God that they have in him. Amen. And so, dear, you were talking about the rest of God. And I think I'm going to let you kind of start this off uh, where you wanted to start it off. And we'll we'll start from there. Yeah. So um, Hebrews four and, and right before that, the, uh, the preceding verses are, are really just talking about making sure that we don't have an evil heart of unbelief. Right. And departing from the living God. And he talks about, you know, what happened to those who were in Egypt. Right. Yeah. They they fell out of rebellion, right? That God was angry with them because they sinned for their disbelief, right? They just didn't choose to believe God's promise or his promised land. And so in chapter four, it goes on to say, therefore, since a promise remains, this is verse one of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Mm. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said, so I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, right? And it goes on to verse 11, just really quickly. It says, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Again, still talking about the children of Israel. And then for, for the word of God is living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account, right? Amen. So we know our condition. We know who we are. But why are we in this condition of despair or failure or we just can't seem to get over whatever's going on in our lives? 
ultimately, we see from the children of Israel, they couldn't get over Egypt because they would not enter into God's rest. Mm, They couldn't get over their bondage. They couldn't get over the trauma that they suffered there because they just never entered into God's rest. And it's the same for us. Whatever we're trying to get over or get through, whether that's an emotional bondage and an issue mentally, whatever that is, there is a rest for the people of God, and we have to take hold of that. Yeah. I I love the verse here, and it says in verse 2, not being mixed with faith Mm -hmm. in them that heard it. Wow. For we which have believed do enter into rest. Uh, That verse of Scripture there is, is so is so powerful and appropriate for us because for so long I used to hear a lot of promise but never mixed it with any faith. Mm, yeah. I've heard a lot of sermons that I didn't mix with any faith. <laughs> I read a lot of books I didn't mix with any faith. It's a totally different world when you choose to believe. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different world and a relationship with God when you choose to believe. Here the children of Israel have a promise before them to enter into a land that is a land that represents this rest, right? For them it was a promised land. For us it's a land of promises, if you would. But they were to enter into this geographic place, and their God had provided all for them. And to enter into that place regardless of what it looked like in the Old Testament, all they had to do was believe. Mm -hmm. That's it. I mean, he parted the Red Sea for them. He drowned Pharaoh's army for them. He would fight for them with all of their enemies. Pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. Shoes don't wax old on their feet, manna from heaven. I mean, (laughs) the list goes on and on of the intention of the Father to care for them that they enter into rest, right? right? But they couldn't enter into rest because they didn't mix what they were hearing with faith. Faith, yes. And it's in this time that we need to be encouraged. You're going to have to mix what you're hearing with faith. You're going to have to believe (laughs) what you hear because those that believe do enter into rest. Amen. So the rest of the Lord is connected to belief, is connected to faith, is connected to believing God's word and believing what he has said. And whenever we're, we're kind of wandering and waffling and, and kind of just stumbling around, you know, we read the Bible and then, you know, we go to church, you know, we check the boxes and then we're off and doing our own thing. And, you know, and then, you know, we turn on the television, something comes across the ticker, something is a breaking news story. And then, wham, people fly off the handle. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, this is going, oh, my God, these people getting on my nerves, blah, 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 blah. Or they go to the job, and something happens. Boom, they, they blow out. Blah, 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 and they, they're all over the place. Or maybe they're just driving in traffic, and somebody cuts them off or uh, executes port judgment and pulls out in front of them going 10 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really just wait for me to get all the way up here yeah, for you exactly. to pull out? You no, notice how kidding. I brought that up because that's happened to me several times. And I understand the impulse that happens. <laughs> at that, moment. that 20 second delay that happened. Oh man, it's real. Uh, but anyway, but anyway, when that happens, somebody does something and then you're, you're tempted to, Oh, you, you, you fly off again. 
But the reason you're not at rest, whether it be on the job or with the news or on traffic or whatever it is in your family, is because you've got to mix what you've been hearing with faith. You've got to make a decision, a choice. There's nothing, there's nothing deep about it that you're going to believe what you've been hearing. You're going to believe the promise of God concerning your provision. You're going to believe the promise of God concerning your health. You're going to believe the promise of God concerning your family. You're going to believe the promise of God over your children. You're going to believe what has been afforded you through the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. You're going to believe you're the righteousness of God. You're going to trust that you can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Right. You're going to believe that you should count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, tests, and trials. So when the trials come, you're going to get a smile on your face. You're going to say, this is another opportunity to prove the word of God. You're going to believe that you have to mix what God says with faith. When you do, you're entering to rest. And then when you hear what goes on at the job, or then when you see something come across the ticker, or then when you get out into traffic or something pops off with your children or your marriage, you don't fly off the handle about it. Why? Because you've entered into rest. Right. You've entered into that place to where you're actively focused intently on what thus saith the Lord for your life. You're no longer just being a bystander, mm -hmm. kind of just uh, observing the word of God from a distance. But now you're actively acting on it and actively involved in walking with Jesus. Yeah, and, and part of why I read verse 11 through, what is that, 13, is because within that verse he tells us exactly what the litmus test is for whether or not I'm in faith or, or if I'm in belief, right? Mm. If I'm trusting God. He tells me that the word of God is living and it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it says, man, this thing can go down to soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It, it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of my heart. Yeah. So I can know whether or not I'm in lockstep with God or if I'm way, I'm out in left field somewhere because the word of God is going to provide that litmus test. It's going to provide that measurement for me. Yes. Right. And so that's why it's so important for us to stay in the word of God, because ultimately we want the word of God to be the lens by which we perceive the world. Right. We don't want the world giving us the glasses and, and we look through those lenses and we're like, oh, scary out there. Oh, goodness. It's it's all yeah. you know, it's all <laughs> out of control because that is that's exactly what we see when we turn on our televisions, when we turn on our radios. I mean, it just it, where, where is the good news? It's almost yeah. like there is no good news to be had. And so it's, it's so important, though, for us to understand the ability to be able to open up the word of God and hear and see very clearly from him this is my promise this is what I have said of you about you for you this is what I want you to believe and if you would just simply say what I say things will be fine yeah. I mean th a thousand can fall at my side and ten thousand at my yes, right sir. hand it's not coming near me because that's what the Absolutely. book says that's what the book says and you have to take that you have to mix it as the scripture says with faith yes. you have to take that you for real you have to take it for real you have to take that to yourself and take that to heart. I, I go back to something I was I was meditating on a while back about the woman with the issue of blood. You know, some of the greatest stories, some of the greatest lessons, I should say, that we can learn in the Bible are lessons taught by the ordinary people in the Bible. Amen. Not necessarily the writer of the letter or the subject, <laughs> right? But the actual characters in there, not even necessarily Jesus at that moment. Of course, Jesus is ultimate. But at that moment, this woman teaches us something that 
it's just absolutely profound. Because the scripture tells us, of course, and we could go there and read it, but for the sake of time, we won't do that because it's such a familiar story, that this woman has this issue of blood for 12 years, and she'd suffered by uh, many physicians, suffered many things of many physicians, spent all she had, and didn't get better, but got worse. Now, I want you to stop for a second. Just stop for a second. We're talking about entering in the rest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're talking about resting. This woman has spent all she had. She's had an issue of blood for 12 years. 12 years is over a decade of time. So over a decade of time, this woman has been bleeding. Mm -hmm. She's been to many doctors and suffered at the hand of those many doctors. And after over a decade, over a decade, Mm -hmm. she has not gotten better but worse. So on top of this now, on top of an issue for a decade in two years, she's gotten worse at the end of those 12 years. And on top of that, she's spent everything she's got. So she's broke. She's sick. She's worse than she started in the sickness. There's nothing left for her but dead. I mean, there's. There, I mean, where, where where else is she going? I mean, you. We're not talking about twelve days, and grew worse. We're not talking about twelve months. When you've spent twelve years in a dilemma that is getting perpetually worse, on top of financially impacting you to the point you're spent out, she could have easily went the other way when she heard about Jesus. She could have said to herself, I've been in this thing for 12 years. This ain't got no better. I've been to every doctor. I don't have any more money. Who? Forget it. She could have easily did that. We read the scripture as though this woman had no other alternative other than to be a hero. No, she had a different, she could have went a totally different way, totally different way, but she didn't choose to do that. What is it about this woman that had something in the tank that when she heard of Jesus, it made her get up and say, I'm going to give it him a shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That type of mixing with faith, mm-hmm. what she heard enough to get her out of complacency and undoubtedly about with depression yes. and undoubtedly about with a lot of mental turmoil. We're talking about 12 years, babe. We're talking Absolutely. about 12 years. Right? This is a long time to be dealing with one issue that's getting worse. Right. And then she's talked to physicians who are supposed to know what they're doing, and she's suffered at their hand. So this woman could have easily went the other way. She could have went into absolute pity. She could have went into absolute Mm self-loathing. She could have said, what's the use? But when she heard of Jesus, she had enough in the tank to mix it with faith. And what did she do to make a long story short? She entered into rest. Yes. She entered into his rest. She was healed and made whole. Not by Jesus calling her out of a crowd, saying, move out of the way. I'm going to (laughs) perform something miraculous here today to show you the grandness of my person. No, this was her faith. And this is what we have to see in Hebrews 4. When we mix God's word with faith enough to act on it, just like her, we'll enter into rest mm-hmm. with 
any situation and circumstance in our life. And this woman heard what uh, heard about Jesus, and she said, yeah. "Well, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole." Now that's being convinced. And what's amazing is that she already had it the minute she said it, mm. right? I mean, the hardest thing, I think, is yeah. just getting yourself to a place where you can say it out loud. That is good. Right? And believe it for yourself. And <laughs> so her convincing or her be- having been convinced that if I can touch his, she had already mentally seen it and believed it and knew if I could just get to his garment, if I can get to the hem, if I can touch it, I'll be made whole. Yeah. It's already done for her. It's and already done. And it's the same for us that if we if we take the word of God and say, no, he he really does supply all of my needs. Yeah. All of my needs. Well, then it's done. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't worry about the bill. I don't worry about that job. I don't I do everything in Christ's excellence, but I rest in the fact that his promises mm. are yes and they are amen. And so I come alongside and say yes and amen. And the amazing thing about it just to be an encouragement to the listeners, because I don't know what situation you're in and I don't know how long you've been in it. And I don't know how pressing uh, the pressure is on your life right now in this time, whatever it may be financially, physically, and otherwise. But here's a woman who is convinced that if she touches his clothes, she will be made whole. She's convinced of this enough to get in the press behind and actually do it. But now once again, she's convinced of this after 12 years of being absolutely disappointed, mm. <laughs> you know, and I sit back and I read this story and I, and I think about it and I look and I look through it and look at myself. Right. Which is what we really should do in this particular case, looking at ourselves in this. And I'm saying after 12 years, she can just hear something and know if I touch him, I'm going to be made whole. But isn't that also what happens? I think everybody has that choice in desperation that I can either keep the flame lit, even if it's dim, mm, even yes, if that candle ma'am. is just uber small, or I can be the other person who douses it out with as much water as I can find never to be lit again. Because yeah. for me, desperation means hopelessness. Mm. And for other people, desperation just means I will make the switch. Yes, I will turn the corner on yeah. whatever is keeping me from going and doing what it is that I need to do. I'm going to turn the switch and I'm yeah. going to move in the opposite direction to get Absolutely. where I need to go. Absolutely. And that's really where she was, right? That she made the decision. How many other women could probably say the same thing or men could say the same thing about a condition that they, mm-hmm. that they had, that they'd gone to many doctors and still yes. grew worse. Yes. So hers wasn't the only story like that. No. But she was somebody who chose to say, yeah, I'm desperate, but I'm so desperate that I'm going to choose to believe that the next thing, the very next thing that I do, this next thing that I choose to believe, it's going to happen for me. Yeah. And it changes the whole trajectory of her yeah. life. And that that next thing she chooses to believe happens to be the, the only thing. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the only person you have to believe. My God, it happened. But see, the thing about it is with her here. She does. Oh, my God, this is so good to me. She does the very opposite of what the children of Israel did. Yes. Right? Yes. She goes the direct opposite direction. Yes. They heard and didn't mix because they were, oh, woe is me. Mm -hmm. Oh, woe are us. 
Oh, it's hot out here in this desert. With infallible proofs, they chose oh, to be dis- We don't even want to talk <laughs> about that right there. <laughs> uh, oh, it's hot out here in this desert. Oh, Moses, you let us out here. Oh, this and that. Oh, and it was one complaint. It was one rock and issue after the next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After the next, after the next. Here's a woman here, 12 years, bondage, getting worse. She heard about Jesus and chose to mix it with faith. And not go the same route. Not just hear it, but didn't mix it. She could have easily did it. She could have oh, easily yeah. just heard, oh, Jesus is a healer. Yeah, that, that's for somebody else. Because here I am, 12 years, and no healing for me. And I've done everything. I've spent everything. I've tried everything. I've been everywhere. Hmm. She chose not to do that. She chose to forget those things which are past. Yeah. And, and believe, you know what? If I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She gets in the press. She goes. She touches the garment. She enters into his rest or into his promise. She's completely and, and totally healed. And it says immediately. Immediately. And that's the thing, too. Understanding Absolutely. that the manifestation of anything in our lives comes after we come to true agreement with what he has said. Yes, ma'am. And so there is no delay. Just like you guys preach all the time, you and you and. Pastor Isaac, that there is no delay on God's part. He's not holding out on anybody. He's free. He's available to all that call upon him. But we we have to get to a place of really mixing what we've heard and our faith together to truly partake of what his promise says. And when we do that, it is immediate. It's yours. The, the minute you choose to say it's mine and you believe it and stand on it, immediately your issue is already solved. Yeah. Your problem is already cured, irrespective of what you see in the natural. It's already done. And I think that's really kind of one of the poignant things about her story, that she made that decision, and the Bible says, boom, immediately she's healed. It wasn't like she got home and she was like, well, I'm still waiting for a manifestation. But that, that goes to the level of her faith and acceptance yeah. and her trust in what it is that she said she already had. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and she said it. She said, if I touch his clothes, I will be, I'll made, be whole. made whole. So she wasn't looking for something to be in increments. There you go. She knew that's what she said. That's what she believed because of what she heard. The Bible does not give us specifically what she heard of Jesus, but she heard about it. And I'm sure she heard of Jesus healing. Sure, she had to. She sure. had to have heard something about his healing ministry. Or she wouldn't have had this type of faith to, mm-hmm. to know she would be healed if she touched him. And so she was able to act on that in the face of a history of failure, of an absolute history of sequential, perpetual degradation of situation and circumstance going downhill for 12 years. Yeah. Not, I mean, just think of her social standing or lack thereof. Oh, absolutely. To be a woman with an issue of blood. Are you kidding? Oh, it's a lot. I, I mean, mean it's, 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 so much, it's so much stacked against this woman. Sure. And that's why I say she is the portrait of the opposite of what you see when we read Hebrews chapter 4. Because if we're talking about the rest of God and entering into his rest, you're going to have to be like this woman. Mm-hmm. You could, because you're not going to just enter in the rest because, oh, we should. You know, and you just kind of sit back and you just, you know... You know, you may go to church, you may not. You may read your Bible, you may not. You may listen to the word, you may not. You may pray, you may not. You just, you know, it's just, you know, it ain't no big deal. But at the end of the day, there has to be some exactness, some intentionality to enter into his rest. That's why he talks about entering into it. 
In other words, this is something available. You have to choose to do. But you're going to have to go in. You have to go in. You're going to have to go in, and, and, and you're going to have to rest in that promise. And she did that. But it goes back to our last podcast and talking about this time being a time of proving, because I think that is what God is trying to to show his children, right? That, mm. that for so long, we've had years of plenty, right? So we're kind of the opposite of the children of Israel. We, we haven't been in bondage, but we've been in good times. You know, let the good times roll. Different kind of bondage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been in a, the bondage of just having more than enough, you know what I mean? Being able to go out and buy what we want to buy, come and go. I mean, we've, we've enjoyed peace, really. Mm. And so in, in peace, you don't really feel the necessity of, I mean, I'm all right if I don't pray. I'm going to go watch Amazon Prime. I'm okay <laughs> if I don't. You know what I mean? Things are okay for, for me yeah. and in my world. And the minute that those foundations start shaking, that's when we either make a decision to get real heady and high-minded and keep doing what we're doing, just keep on plugging and act like the ship isn't filling with water, or, you know, we do the opposite, which is like, we about to plug and pray, plug and pray. We about to, <laughs> we about to get serious. We about it's to about fix to this boat. Yeah, we going to pray. Stop cursing in my house. I done told y'all. You know what I mean? People get real serious all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, stuff that they let slip before, it doesn't slip no more. So, so, but these are the things I think that I'm laughing about it. But in, in all truth, these things come, these temptations come so that we can actually lift these things like we have to faith is a muscle I have to work my faith and I can't turn faith on when things get just whoa yeah you know what I mean now all of a sudden I'm like whoa where's my faith I got to hear from heaven now it's like I don't there's a disconnect trying to build a house in the storm you can't do that you have you have to have already I mean we've worked out our service me and God we you know I, I got him. I know ex- he, he's, I'm on his wavelength. He knows exactly where to find me. I know exactly where to find him. All is well in my world. <laughs> it's not the time, you know, like you Amen. said, when the storm is coming down to start trying to go find him. Where is he at? <laughs> I'm trying to, I need to hear from him. Like, that's, that's the wrong time. That's not the you way to do it. You know what I mean? So, so this is it. really this time of proving is an opportunity for us to really just get in the book and just choose to stand on something. Yes, Take a amen. promise and work it. Whatever that promise is, believe God amen. for a parking spot. I mean, whatever you need to do yes. <laughs> to get yourself yes. to a place where you are proving yes. the word of God. Absolutely, because you're going to have to become familiar with it. You know, it's like the, the, the Bible calls the word of the Lord, whether rhema or whether you want to talk about the logos, the written word of God, the sword of the spirit. Now, you would never, ever want to see a soldier you know, they don't do it today because, of course, soldiers today are using, you know, very, uh, God, state-of-the-art weapons and whatnot and guns. But back in the day, it was armor and sword and shield. Now, if you're not acquainted with your sword before you step out on the field of battle, mm. I'm sorry. You're going to be. You're in trouble. You're a sitting duck. <laughs> you're, her. you're just in trouble yeah. you, you don't know how to get the thing even unsheathed you just you how, 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 how do i use this <laughs> pastor pastor tell me how do i use yeah, this again pastor how do i swing this sword again <laughs> you know, no that's not the time that soldier as well as any soldier here today they go through basic and then they go through specialized training highly intense simulations and they are becoming familiarized with the weapons of their warfare, mm-hmm. right? And they get to the point, as, as one uh, coach talked about how you, you keep going through the repetition 
uh, not until you don't get it right. Uh, not, not going, what, I forget how the saying goes, but do it enough to where you don't do it wrong. It's hard to do it wrong mm-hmm. is what he was saying. And so you have to go through those things before the storm. Yeah, you develop the muscle memory. Yes. You to know exactly what needs to, oh, I know what to say now. Lord, I got it. I yes. know exactly how to speak to that. You learn how to exercise control over that tongue, yes. control over what you're hearing, what you're seeing, control over, over your flesh and yourself, and you do that daily. You do that before, man, something just hits the fan, and then all of a sudden, oh, God. <laughs> You know, and now your prayers are all full of anxiety. Oh, They're yeah. all desperation. Oh, and, yeah. and we're taught, you know, to pray that desperate prayer that God will hear. But at the end of the day, he said, you know, it's impossible to please him without faith. Yes. He wants you to come to him believing. Yes. Not, not desperate. Not come to him full of anxiety, but believing, trusting. But you don't get there in the midst of a, of a trial. Yeah. You do that beforehand. Because he can't be God only. He has to be father. Yes. Right? And if you're coming to him like, uh, God, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not the way to start off the conversation. Yeah, it's, a little, it's a little distant. <laughs> it's a little distant. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little distant. hollow. Is this thing on? And in his mercy and in his grace, how many times has he, has he bailed us out just like any other good father oh, and absolutely. loving father? But that's not his will. That's not his perfect will. That's not what he desires of us. He wants to, us to walk with him, yeah. to walk with him so that we're familiar with the weapons of our warfare. We're familiar with what he's afforded us and given to us in Christ Jesus and understanding what the will of the Lord is. Man, I'm telling you, and this is how we enter into that rest because you're not going to enter in when the when the lightning is clapping and the thunder is rolling and the water and rain is falling down and you're out there trying to put a roof on the house. <laughs> That's too late, friend. That's too late. You've got to do it beforehand. And so as we call you and encourage you and call you back to the word of the living God so that you can enter into his rest during these very disturbing times, times in which people are getting very unnerved by the things that are coming on the earth, we can rest in the promise of God. And much like Jesus owned the boat that night in the middle of the sea, we can be asleep in the middle of the storm, knowing full well who carries us, who holds us, who comforts us, who directs us, can be trusted. Mm-hmm. And his, he's steady, he's sure. And as the scripture says, he that watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. So I'm not going to spend my life in anxiety and fear, but I'm going to enter into his rest by mixing what I hear with faith. Hallelujah, man. Amen. I'm telling you, and I pray that this has been an encouragement to you. I pray that it calls you into his rest and calls you into faith and belief. And until next time, this is Iron Petrie and Star Petrie saying God bless, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining the podcast. If you were blessed and encouraged by what you heard, we invite you to share this message and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Be sure to visit ChristNations.com for all the latest messages and happenings with our ministry. And engage with us on all our social media platforms, on Facebook at CNCTXK and on YouTube at Christ Nations Church. We look forward to connecting with you. And remember, one word from God can change your life forever.